Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I am Anthony Moore. I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Missionary Baptist Church located in Fort Washington, Maryland, and you are on the prayer um, call of Carolina Church. And so let me thank you for your presence on today. This is the year of unlimited possibilities, the year of unlimited possibilities reset. We are resetting in 2023 that we might be able to realize unlimited possibilities. I started out talking about um, these New Year resolutions that I thought that would be great for us to grasp and um, take hold of as we are attempting to embrace 2023 with the mindset of resetting that we might be able to realize unlimited possibilities. And I said that there are five areas that I think that um, you and I ought to make resolutions in. Um, I'll give them to you again, and I'll do the last two on today. Um, New Year's is always when people make um, New Year's resolutions, and at the first of the year, people get inspired um, to start that new year believing that they can make their new or their lives happier and healthier and easier in some way or another. However, by February or March, most of those resolutions um, have been thrown out the window, um, causing us to feel as if though we have failed. And people fail to complete resolutions, not because they have trouble following through, but a lot of times they fail at completing the resolutions because they have no real motivation to change their lives the way um, they have slated to be changed or because the resolution was not specific enough to be met in a timely fashion, giving unto us the opportunity to see progress. Um, it can be difficult for people to, to complete their resolutions if they have no real solution how to resolve that problem. Um, I want to suggest to us today, as I did on last week, that maybe what we ought to do is make the New Year's resolution align itself with biblical principles. What if we made this year um, become more biblical or Bible-believing and Bible-following? What if we did that? And so I suggested that we ought to look at five areas that we ought to consider aligning ourselves with from a biblical perspective, which could help give us the motivation that we needed. Let me give them to you. The first three that I gave you on last Wednesday were health, two was finance, and three was simplicity. On today, for the time that's been slated to me, I'd like for us to take a look at uh, two more, which really is organization and opportunities. 
organization and opportunities. I wonder if you um, spend your weekend cleaning and organizing your stuff only to find out um, that a week later or a month later, it's messed up again. It might be time for you and I to become more organized. An organized life is a better life. If I was at Carolina Church, I would tell them, push the rewind button so I could give it to them again, because I do need you to hear this. An organized life is a better life. If you would take some of your um, um, resources, your your Christmas money, and invest it um, in an under-the-bed kind of storage organizer or large bins where you can stack um, to take stuff and make it more organized, if you could rid yourself of 50% of the possessions that you own, um, if you if you if you don't think you can part with that much, then you ought to try thirty percent or forty percent. But you want to get started throwing some things out and reducing your possessions to only what you really need. I, I want to suggest that maybe you ought to consider giving some of your things away rather than stockpiling things that you really don't have a need for, causing you to become disorganized and, if not worse, a hoarder who can't part with things. Wow. I think if I could get you to start organizing some things, start looking and making some hard decisions before the decisions need to be made, it becomes easy for us to organize things in our lives. I'll say it again. An organized life is a better life. I mean, you know, I'm talking to some people right now who have some clothes in your closet (laughs) that um, you are not going to put on ever again. So why not we begin to clean out, to organize? I'll say it one more time. An organized life is a better life. Here's number five. Let's let's do opportunities. Now, although we can be grateful to live in a world where we can still preach the gospel openly without fear or persecution or other punishment, we don't take advantage of those opportunities. One resolution that you and I can make that God will surely honor is to ask him for more opportunities to spread the gospel message. See, spreading the gospel is the reason why Jesus came, and he equipped his people to do the work when he left. So if you and I would set a resolution to spread the gospel at least once per month, Um, Ask him to give you five people whom you can be praying for throughout the year. They could be family members, acquaintances, friends, or others God has placed on your heart. Pray for them at least once a week 
and ask God to reveal himself to them in a special way. Spreading the gospel might be daunting for you. And so I want to give you a a few tips um, uh, on how you can do this. Let me just share with you all this. I think we've got to get away from believing that evangelism um, is is this difficult whole um, difficult hard model? Really, you all spreading the gospel message is really sharing your story about what God has done for you. So, so here, let me give you some tips. Here's some tips, you all, and now we'll go into interceding for others. Here's some tips. Number one, ask them their story. Ask them their story. People want to be heard now more than ever before. Y'all, with the proliferation of technology, people are more isolated and and, and yearn for one-on-one conversations. So start with an acquaintance that you that you don't know well and ask them to share their story. Now, I want to caution you, don't use it as an opportunity to share your story, but rather practice what I call active listening. And hear exactly what they're saying. You'll be surprised to find people who want to be heard. Okay? So ask them their story. Let me give you another tip. How about ask follow-up questions for clarity? Take the things you've learned um, um, to the Lord and then ask him to ease their burdens and cast their cares upon him. I want you to begin to stand in the gap for them and bear their burdens and cast their cares to God on their behalf. That will, in, 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 in a small way, um, begin to create for you. you. You're depending upon God to create an opportunity, and you, you, God does what he does, and the person is ripe and open because you were concerned enough to, in fact, ask them for their story, but then to also ask follow-up questions. You stand in the gap for them. Bear their burdens. Cast their cares unto God and watch God move. Now, I I do know that you all that um, sharing our faith can be be daunting. It it can be, you know, if, if you've not done it before, But one of the things that pleases God is when we take what he's given unto us and tell others about it. I do want this to be a different year for you. 2023, why not we conform and comply to what God has asked us to do? New Year's resolutions, you all can feel daunting. With the right incentive, they can change the lives of people, if not change your life like never before. So shift your perspective to make resolutions, um, not merely because of peer pressure or outside appearance. Instead, make resolutions that will change your life in a positive way so that you can live a simpler healthier life that will be used by God for years to come. My my brothers and sisters, again, why not we 
make New Year's resolutions around our health, around our finances, around simplicity, around organization, around opportunities. May I share with you what Isaiah um, 43, verse 18 and 19 says. This is what it says. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Verse 18, I'm sorry. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. And now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. My brothers and sisters, this is a good time for us to reset so that we can have unlimited possibilities. I'm going to ask you all to help me pray today um, for Sister Mary Davis, Sister Dorothea Williams, Deacon Evelyn Mack, Martina Baxter, Sister Mary Little Irvin. I want you to help me pray for Sister Barbara Cook, Brother Glenn Cook. We continue prayers for Sister Emma Oaks, Brother Delbert, Ruth Ann Major. We continue prayer for um, Brother James in Collington Station, Pastor Stephen Tucker, Reverend Harold Brinkley. We're watching God progress in his life. We're grateful for it. Praying for you on today, for the bereaved families. Praying for persons who are yet trying to reset. Praying for relationships. Lifting you up today. Father, in Jesus' name, we are grateful today and so uh, mindful that all that we have and been able to accomplish, really, God, stems from you. Your word tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And so, Father, we recognize that you are the giver of every blessing that we have. And God, a few of your believing children just paused today to just say thank you for those that blessings we take for granted. We woke up this morning with a reasonable portion of health and strength. We say thank you. Blood still running warm in our veins. We say thank you. Organs in our body are functioning like you designed them. We say thank you. We say thank you that we woke up and opened our eyes and we could see. God, thank you. We could hear. Thank you. <laughs> we have stood up on our own legs. God, you put strength in our. We tell you thank you. I was able to touch and feel. God, thank you. We thank you, God, for even having the ability to see another day come into flourishing. God, 
we say thank you. Thank you that while thieves were breaking in, you put a hedge of protection around us. We woke up this morning, no fire had broken out at our own homes. Thank you, in our own apartments. Thank you. Thank you for the roof over our head, for the food that we ate on yesterday. We thank you for the provisions that you made. Thank you for being God. But, Lord, we want to thank you for saving us. Thank you for the blood that washed us whiter than snow. Thank you for forgiveness of sin, because, God, we had messed up, but you forgave us of our sins. And so we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the angels you've assigned unto us, even during the course of this day, for the sleep that you gave us last night, (laughs) for the rest that you placed upon us, for the mind that you've given us, God. God, thank you that we woke up and we were in our right minds. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, God, we don't want to ask you for nothing. We just want to thank you for what you've already done, for how you're healing our bodies, how you're making a way, how you're creating new paths for us. Now, Lord, help us to honor you with the resolutions we've walked through on today. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, listen, you all. God bless you. Um, I want you all to take this and begin to work it in your own lives. Don't allow this to be seed that's not planted in good soil. Use it for your benefit and tell others. On your mark, get set. Let's grow. Hey, y'all, have a good day on purpose. Know that I love you much. God bless.